Hello, everybody. This is Anna and Brian from Amara World Podcast. And today we have our next guest for our special creative episode, Yanina Kremer, who is a jewelry artist and urban sketcher. Hi, Yanina. How are you? Hi, Anna. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for coming to us and joining our episode. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. First of all, thank you for for having me on your podcast. And I'm honored to be here and excited about our go-to discussion. Yeah. Great. And for our listeners, maybe you can give a um, quick introduction to yourself and your background. Um, okay. Uh, hi, all. My name is Janina Kremar, and I'm a jewelry artist and urban sketcher based in Berlin. Uh, and I've been drawing since my early childhood. I graduated from an art school and then studied fashion at the Academy of Art and Design. And after graduation, uh, I taught fashion sketching for a couple of years. And then my career path took a short turn and I transitioned to working in IT industry. <laughs> so I became a digital product designer and I even worked with AI technology in 2015, 2016. And yeah, it was really impressive uh, for me because that time AI was not the word that everyone knew like we have it now. Uh, but uh, I was a design team lead and I had to take into account the capabilities that uh, machine learning provided to us and to our product. So it was great and very impressive. Uh, but after a few years, I quit because I really missed the creativity uh, and I wanted to work on my own projects, uh, but I didn't have time for that. So I went back to creative uh, sphere. And now I'm uh, working on two different projects. Um, over the past two years, I've been running monthly workshops on urban sketching for all levels, while simultaneously uh, working on my project in art jewelry. I think with the urban sketcher, like, was it this week, this weekend? Um, you shared something about London. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love this project because uh, my idea was to uh, draw something new every month. So every month uh, we have some place, some particular place uh, that we're sketching and everyone. So uh, I have a different, uh, I have participants uh, with uh, different backgrounds. Some of them have uh, graduated from art schools or whatsoever. Some of them haven't been drawings since their childhood and the idea is to um to work with our inner criticism and to to start drawing again because it's a great mindfulness practice and yeah uh in january we are drawing great britain and lots of people uh, choose London for their sketches. And in February, we're drawing Morocco. Um, yeah, I can't wait for February. It's kind of like traveling around yeah. the world through, through sketching. That's amazing. Yes, 
Exactly. And I ask people uh, if it's possible to choose their own photographs as uh, references. Do you have any like favorite um, place you like to draw? Like what, what kind of area? I don't know. I like to draw on location. So my favorite part is to uh, travel somewhere. Let's say it's Rome to sit on a wonderful piazza and grab a coffee and just draw some amazing church that is placed there. Have you gone to any places outside of Europe for um, you know, for your trips or sketches? Uh, yeah, for example, Morocco. Uh, it's outside Europe. And um, I think in October, we choose Japan. And in November, we were drawing New York. Lots of people either dream of traveling to New York or they've been there and they have some great photos they used to draw and they dream about uh, traveling there again. So it's all over the world. And for for the for your creative process, do you have like a special routine? How how do you you get the ideas and even like for art or for jewelry? Is, is there any kind of like specific creative process you're going through? Uh, yeah, I use a lot writing techniques. So I must say that writing techniques uh, are great for generating ideas and working on ideas and elaborating them because you like talk to yourself and uh, the more you use some questions, uh, the better in the end uh, you the, so you crystallize your idea in the end so i i write a lot i use words a lot uh, in my creative process and ideations so uh could you tell us a bit more about some of the uh jewelry projects that you're working with because it sounds like you've got a couple of interesting things going uh yeah with my pleasure, uh, because it's something that I've been working on my whole life, I think, because uh, even in my graduation collection, uh, I used some handmade, uh, partly handmade uh, accessories, like jewelry pieces that was not actually jewelry, uh, but some findings and now uh, my idea is to use some furniture manufacturing leftovers uh, to to create new jewelry pieces. So yeah, my project is dedicated to creating wearable objects from leftover furniture production materials and found objects inspired by art movements of the early and mid-20th century, such as suprematism, ready-made, and conceptualism, because I love the history of art and design. And I think that uh, it's very important now to, uh, to make a piece of jewelry, not uh, a piece of um, metal and some gemstone, but to make it much more, to shift 
the value and the cost uh, from the cost of material to the value of the idea. And my idea is to combine some interesting new materials that interior designers and furniture designers use now with unique and made techniques. And it's fascinating to explore how craftsmanship can enhance the sustainability and innovation of design. And I dream of uh, collaborating uh, with some manufacturers and yeah, that's my idea. This is great, actually. I love how it's combining, apart from sustainability, but the idea of educating about the history of art and like different directions through the jewelry, through, like the art bits itself. So it, it, I love it. Thank you. Uh, I was just going to ask, like, um, could you maybe tell us or talk us through one of your, um, I guess, jewelry projects that you're, you know, more proud of or something that you particularly like that you've done recently? Uh, yeah, I have one um, that I would like to tell you about. Uh, it's inspired by Sergei Tatlin. Uh, it's a suprematist of the early 20th century. And I created a necklace uh, devoted to him and his works uh, from four scraps of wood of different types. And it combines uh, the sense of the wood and the sharp forms of suprematism. And I would like to work more with these uh, ideas. Another project that I'm working on now is uh, related to beadworks because I love beadworks. Uh, so I started uh, with it when I was 10 years old and now I combine lava stones with beadworks uh, and create some necklaces uh, devoted to volcanoes. This is impressive for me how... Uh, how the nature can destroy something that uh, man created for so many years and centuries. So I collect the lava stones from these eruptions and uh, and make my necklaces uh, with orange uh, tiny beads. So that's uh, another thing that I do uh, because I want to show people that you can use uh, as a source of jewelry something that is literally uh, is laying on the on the ground so the art is everywhere you just need to need to look at it properly need to look around need to see the beauty of our world and need to find the connections between us and nature, because sometimes I feel uh, that people lose that connection. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's just like it's it's not only a way of losing the connection to the nature, but as well, we, sometimes we lose our inner kids. You know, just like when you're like, oh, this is a rainbow, it's just like excitement, ability to be excited and ability to be creative. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I totally see that. Yeah. Well, do you, do you know what's the 
can you tell us what's the most challenging part of working with uh, jewelry uh, and like thinking about new concepts or how to use this material? I don't know. Actually, I have uh, no problems with new ideas. I have lots of ideas. I don't have time to <laughs> to bring them to life. But uh, I have another problem. When I think about doing something new, I just start thinking, oh, my God, there are so many great jewelers and uh, artists who can make it better than me. And uh, the only way to to start doing something is to just close <laughs> my laptop, to put aside uh, my iPhone with with Instagram in it, and just start doing something. Because otherwise, I just start scrolling. I open Pinterest, and I think, oh my God, no one needs my art because there are so many great artists now. I, I saw your jewelry. I really like the, the the latest piece with the cubes. Um, so the the one with like the, the metallic one. Uh, I I would wear that. But most of the people, I think, they feeling that probably there's someone else who could be much better, and we we don't need to even start doing anything. I think everyone has a unique uh, kind of like journey. And for creative process, it's probably the way to show your way, your story, your path, how you see the world. Because yeah, that's this is this uniqueness would be the most crucial right now. Especially like last year, we had a lot of talks about like AI and art. So if some parts will be automated, that core what makes things creative. What we putting our feelings and stories through that that probably which will like that probably what will stay sorry i'm a bit, a bit rumbling yeah but it's, it's very interesting for me to listen how you see it how you feel it and thank you for the compliment of course uh and uh by the way that necklace uh, that you are describing now is devoted to soul levit uh it's a great conceptualist uh, from the mid of the 20th century yeah because uh, I saw uh, one of his projects in in San Francisco MoMA uh, the project with the cubes and I was so impressed I wanted to make something uh, related to this idea with disappearing cubes so when you're going about to sort of make these pieces do you Do you normally work from home or do you have a studio that you go to with, um, I guess, the equipment to manufacture some of this? I normally work from home, yeah, because uh, I use lots of different techniques and uh, I never know what uh, would I use, what I would like to use to my next project because uh, sometimes uh, I work at the same time on different projects like Today, I got up in the morning and decided, oh, yeah, today it's time to do some beadworks. And I do that. Oh, yeah, today it's a good idea to work with silver. And I do that. And the easiest way is to organize a home studio. And do, do you have any 
advice to those who wants to create their own like jewelry art or even start a workshop about uh, sketching i think that the first thing for starting is to to think why do i want to do this do i have any not pain but um something that drives me from the inside uh there is uh one exercise that i could advise to everyone actually not only to the artist but everyone is to write down 120 things that impressed you in your life it can be a conversation or it can be a part of a journey or it can be some exhibition anything you just write it down the first 50 is easy the last 20 is the most important part actually and when you do that uh, and you uh, go through that you you can see uh, what can drive you in this idea because uh, you can study the technique but if you don't have idea behind the technique uh, you will jump from one to another but the point is to make it consistent and the only way to make it consistent consistent is to understand uh what drives you from the inside so yeah my uh my first advice would be to uh to find what drives you because technique is uh, the secondary thing you can you can sketch you can draw you can make ceramics uh Uh, you can write texts you can do everything at the same time you can use ai and at the same time you would be the same artist your idea would be and what drives you uh, your concepts would be the same and the second is consistency sometimes it's so hard you you start doing something and you are not that good at it and uh, you think now i have to quit but practice makes perfect the more you do the the better things you make and with workshops uh, the same so i started two years ago one year ago i was about to to finish this project because it was really hard to find people actually <laughs> who are interested in urban sketching but uh, i proceed and in a time uh, more and more people are interested and as a teacher i got better and better and for me it's easier and easier uh, because i was working on a concept and this concept with uh, a new place every new month it came not from the beginning and i do some interesting things so for example if we are drawing great britain i try to dress in some british way you know i do some makeup i tell some interesting stories on our workshops so but it comes with the time you can't do the perfect product from the very beginning you kind of need to iterate uh for some time yeah and it, 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 as well i think it's just like you now you even can talk about the, the community building based on this workshop like what what steps you done to to actually create a community 
of people who are coming back who are interested is is really interesting. Yeah, that's true. They asked me about the subscription opportunity, and there are people who are participating for a year now, every month. That's very interesting. And uh, we have a Telegram chat, and there are 150 people there, and they communicate, and they even meet each other somewhere outside the workshops. And uh, yeah, that's great. I'm so happy that uh, I just organized it. And it's not that hard to proceed with it because people, if they have this uh, welcoming and accepting, you know, supporting art community, they encourage each, each other to to draw more, to sketch more. They do sketches at home and show it to each other. And the other people try to sketch something because uh, it's always uh, from from the one hand, you just sit and do something. But from the other hand, it's you want to share it with someone, but you're really scared about uh, being criticized. So um, I'm also a bit uh, curious. So you have a background in technology, and I'm wondering sort of what... Um, you know, for, for any of your projects, whether the workshops or uh, and jewelry, do you see yourselves applying, you know, any uh, new technology into the process or, or maybe, you know, is there any sort of new technology out there that looks like it could help you with some of the work that you're doing? Oh, yes, of course. I think Midjourney uh, is a great technology actually for, uh, for the artist because it helps you to, um, visualize uh, the exhibitions uh, the possibility how to the possibilities how to exhibit your works because it's a big part of uh, being an artist to think about the exhibition and uh, working with generative AI uh, it's easier for you to to think uh, what uh, what materials I can use what uh, how it can be shown uh, in in a particular space, so you can um, you can be so creative, and you can uh, talk to galleries uh, with not only words but with pictures as well, and which is always uh, uh, very not only inspiring but you know. It's always impressive. I mentioned it uh, when I was a UX designer because when I was a UX designer, uh, I could draw with my hands, and it's not a common. Um, it's not that common for the designers, I must say, and it impressed uh, our customers a lot that I can just show them how it could be. And uh, with uh, with AI, with Midjourney, uh, you can not only propose your idea of the exhibition of your works to the gallery, you can show the gallerist as well how it could be. That's one of the examples. And another one is uh, I personally use mood boards uh, in the beginning of every project. And for your mood board, you have to find some nice photos. 
And sometimes it takes hours to find a proper photo. But now you don't have to uh, you don't have to go through the whole internet. You just um, write a prompt what exactly you need, and you just get this photo. It's easy and nice. And I don't use that mood boards as a finished project. I, I just use it uh, in my creative process. So I don't sell it to anyone. And I think it's quite fair. Yeah, absolutely. I think AI is kind of like just the next step in, in the whole search process, you know, the way we used to use Google to, to search for ideas and inspiration. Now we can just ask AI and it can, you know, take it the next step further and sometimes even generating new ideas for us to try. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, totally agree. Do you have any hopes and predictions for the future of creative industries in general and as well as your own projects? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so, but <laughs> I may maybe I'm too optimistic about it. I don't know. I'm just uh, an optimistic person, but I believe that personal history and narrative are becoming increasingly increasingly important in art today yeah because we have generative ai uh, that can produce beautiful pictures and uh, the personal history and narrative and reflections on one's life is something that artificial intelligence is incapable of creating can appropriate other stories and create something to resonate with the viewer. But I think it's a bit like Hollywood movies uh, when we compare it to Art House. Uh, now, with this fast developing of AI, the personal stories uh, and the, the personality of the author is more and more important. And the context uh, in which uh, the artist uh, works on his projects is very important as well. And as artists, uh, we have to learn not only the technique of creating beautiful works. Uh, now it's quite easy. We have lots of tutorials on YouTube. You can learn anything, obviously. Uh, but also we need to reflect on our experiences through our creations. Um, yeah, and actually the idea is quite old, uh, but the tools we use and you, the idea is old because with the, the rise of photography uh, in the beginning uh, of the 20th century, uh, the artists who could uh, just paint, uh, wonderful portraits uh, and resemble uh, the people or detailed landscapes. Uh, they just, they didn't lose their job, I believe, but they had to, uh, uh, they had to think more on the ideas because if you just need a, a photography of the landscape, uh, you, you can use a camera. And I think it was, something like we experience today. 
that was in the beginning of the 20th century. But in the beginning of the 20th century, it was a time of various uh, art movements uh, that had their manifestos like uh, futurism and suprematism and uh, ready-made as well. Yeah, so many others because uh, the artists had to think about uh, not not only about technique, but about the concept. And I think now it's time to adopt AI as a tool and proceed working on the concept. And uh, I wanted to share with you some ideas about craftsmanship as well, because now I can see uh, that uh, the interest to some handmade techniques is rising and i think it's uh, it's related to lowering costs of mass production so that's why ceramics uh, handmade ceramics we can see more and more often like on some design international design fairs and um, as well as art jewelry galleries that now are participating art basel for example so uh, people started to pay more for the craftsmanship and i remember that for example 10 years ago it was completely uh, different it was like yeah we have to think how to uh, build our manufacturers how to i know how to work on new materials and now it's still important uh, new materials uh, biodegradable materials and recycled materials but handmade techniques are important again so it's kind of interesting how um, maybe tech will force us to think about uh, outside of the box and maybe it could actually help increase the price for the the handmade art yeah, I think so. I see it this way. Yeah, same. I think you know, as as like the the creation of high quality artwork is becoming so much easier with AI. You know, the the you know the story behind it and the fact that you know pe- there's someone behind it and they're putting in the time and energy to produce something. It's going to be a lot more valuable. Uh. So I think we are just about at time. So I'd like to leave the last minute or so um, for you, Janina. If you want to have, you know, share any last words with our listeners or um, also if people want to find out more about, you know, the the jewelry work that you do or the workshops that you're on, how can they find out more information? Uh, You can find me in Instagram, in LinkedIn, um, yeah, not yet, but I'm working on my personal website. But yeah, I would say Instagram and LinkedIn. And I'm open for collaborations with artists and um, some furniture manufacturers, as I told before. And thank you for inviting me, for having me today. Uh, it was a great experience and an extremely interesting conversation. Uh, I need to think. Uh, so I had for for preparing for that, uh, 
I was uh, just organizing all my all my thoughts and ideas, and it's so handful. Thank you guys a lot. Hey, thank you so much for doing that with us. Eh? It was I really like the conversation, and I love your idea of、uh, how to make jewelry not only sustainable. But I have some educational and concept behind it, so yeah, I really love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been great having you. I really enjoyed the conversations as well. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.